A, lo- a while back, there was a young boy, and he's with an older gentleman. And they were in the Middle East, and they had to transport a donkey of all animals 10 miles. But their reward was they would each receive $25,000. And they were both in need of a reward of money. And as they began to walk with the donkey, they would at times encounter different groups of people walking past them on the same path. And as they were walking the first time, people began to chirp and and talk. And as they were walking past the young boy and the old man, the donkey, the first time, they, they were just like, why doesn't one of them just get on the donkey? And as that group of people passed by, the young man and the old boy, or I'm sorry, young boy and old man looked at each other and said, well, which one of us should get on the donkey? And the little boy said, uh, why don't you? And the, the older man said, no, I'm older. You, you stay where you are. You get on the donkey. So he did. So then as they walked a few miles further in, in the hot heat of, of the day, they walked past another group of people. And they began to chirp as well and talk. Doesn't that little boy have any respect? Can't he see how old that man is? He should be on the donkey. And the, the boy started to feel guilty. And after the group of people walked past them, the little boy got off the donkey and he said, you know, you should, you should get on the donkey. You heard what they were saying. And the older man said, sure, I'll get on the donkey. And then they began to walk and the, the young boy now led the donkey. And then they, they walked past another group of people and again, just chirping. And they just said, wow, that old man should be leading. What a coward. What a coward. So the young man, or young boy and the old man, as they're, they're walking, they finally make their destination. And they're, and they're clearly frustrated by all of the words that people have said. They feel like they can't please anyone, right? And they get to this point where they have to cross a bridge and the bridge goes from one side to the other, but the bridge is pretty rickety. But below the bridge is a ravine and a river. And they have to figure out how to get this donkey across this bridge so they can get their payment, right? And they try to pull the donkey onto the bridge, and the donkey is just shimmering and shaking and doesn't want to do it. And they try to pick the donkey up, and they can't really do it. The donkey kicks and bucks, and all of a sudden the donkey falls in the ravine and into the river and drowns and dies. And the moral of the story is, if you always keep trying to please everyone else, you can kiss your ass goodbye. Why do we care about what other people think so much? Why do we care about what other people think so much more than what the God who created you thinks about you? You know, I love our opening prayer from Mass today. I don't know if you heard it, but I just thought, I was like, let's freaking go. I was like, this is what I want to hear. This is what Mass opened with today. It said, grant, O Lord, that we may begin holy fasting, this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. As we take a battle. Where we take a battle against a lot of the, the voices you and I listen to that make us do things that we'd rather not. You know, voices that, voices that tell us 
that they'll judge us if we do this, or you don't belong there if you do that, and if you open your heart about that, everyone's going to point and laugh at you. I'm just becoming more and more aware as, I, as, I'm, as I'm journeying with you all and getting to know you all, is simply you and I cannot fight alone in the battle. And a lot of us, if we admit it, we listen to a voice that says, you can do it alone. You don't need friends. You don't need community. And those are just all lies. Those are all lies. And why do we think that we can do that? Why do we think that if I'm alone in the dark and I isolate myself, I'm going to be better? Because you and I are made for relationship. If COVID and the pandemic hasn't woken you up, and I don't mean be woke by any means, but I mean if it hasn't woken you up, then the question is, you know, are you still sleeping? Are you still living in the dark? Because clearly something's wrong. And if you and I aren't fighting together, we have never heard the gospel message the good news of Jesus Christ going to war with sin and death. And even just think about it, the God of the universe becomes a person in Jesus Christ. He takes on our flesh. He takes on our humanity. Just think about that for a second. And 30 years into his life, he was raised by Mary and Joseph, right? So even God needed friendship. He needed family. And then as he began his public ministry, he had 12 apostles who made bigger mistakes than some of you and me do, but then we think, I don't need help. I can do it on my own. And that spirit of self-reliance is just bombarding a lot of us. And it's even led to Gen Z, which you are all in, to be the most anxious and depressed generation to ever exist. And your generation, I'm not pointing fingers at you, but as a whole, it's like a direct correlation to avoiding God and becoming what they call a nun, an N-O-N-E, a nun. No religious affiliation at all. And there is a problem. And maybe it's because we haven't looked clearly at who Jesus is and what he came to do and how he came to redeem us and restore us and teach us how to, I think, just do one thing right now is to slow down. I was driving over the, this past weekend and it was just amazing to me at how fast people thought they could drive in the snow. Now, mind you, I have a truck, so like I can go a little bit faster. I have a big, bigger vehicle, right? But some of us, you know, spiritually speaking, we're pretty immature. We're driving in little cars, and we want to go with the big boys, and we try to go so fast. And I just think, clearly, you and I are called to slow down. And like literally yesterday, as I was sitting in my office, on the corner of the, of the Newman Center, as people drive in that parking lot, someone almost like literally slid into my office. And I was just like, that is so many people thinking they can turn fast when it's just quick, a, a quick acknowledgement to slow down. You know, I'd rather have you show up five minutes late peacefully than on time and in a wreck. And usually when you and I slow down, we think more clearly. And only the devil wants to rush you. And if we truly slow down, we listen to the voice of encouragement to reach out for help and to actually 
grow in community. And for those of you who have jumped into community this past semester, you can definitely attest that your life is better with community than without. And usually when you're without community, it's when you go back home on breaks. And you don't have a support system. Maybe some of you do, but not a lot of you do. But when we have people to, I would say, uh, in, a, in a real way, be naked with, like really open our hearts with and tell them what's going on inside of us, and they don't judge us, they actually encourage us, and they pray with us, that's when the battle begins. Because you realize that you have people with you that are going to fight for you even when you're at your worst, and they're not going to judge you. And some of you have been extremely courageous, and I just want to say thank you for being courageous during this pandemic. You know, I've never heard people say the words, be safe so much in my life. Scriptures say, be not afraid. And if you and I live in fear, it cripples us. It makes us live lives where we're in our upper room and we listen to the wrong voice. We don't pray to our Father in secret. We pray to the, we pray to the evil one and we listen to him speak to us. Nobody wants you around. If you reach out, they're going to laugh at you. You're already a minute late. Don't even show up. Don't even go. And I think there's an invitation for us to look at just two words in our second reading today, and it, the words working together, as St. Paul writes. Working is an action word, right? It's something that's happening, but notice how it's together, and so many of us are trying to work, we're trying to work alone. We want to avoid community. And clearly, it's not working. And I think for a lot of us, we're like that car, just going too fast. And life is passing us by. And we think that we can go faster than we can. And we try to take a turn. And before we know it, we might hurt someone. But if we just slow down, take a few deep breaths, just say a simple prayer like, come Holy Spirit, give me the courage to not be a coward. Give me the courage to reach out for help. Send me good and holy friends. Give me the courage to not avoid community, but enter into it. Most likely, you're going to look back five years from now and be grateful that you did. Because again, if God needed community, then why do we believe that we don't need community? Why do we believe that I only need to do the bare minimum? Because you guys are made for more. A lot of times, you don't know it. But when I pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament, I weep for you. Because I know what some of you are going through. Some of you have been so vulnerable with me. And I always want to say thank you. But I know, just in general, that there's no way that anybody can say, I'm okay right now. I'm fine with the way the world is going. And some of us are in the battle. We're in the trenches. And we need more to join in. And I just want you to think, like, what do you want your life to look like in five or ten years, not just by Easter Sunday? And I think for a lot of us, there is clearly an invitation to renounce a lie that you can fight alone. Why do we believe that we can fight alone? We need 
warriors, as we hear in Proverbs 27, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And when you are around people that encourage you, when you're around people that lift you up, that tell you that you're beautiful instead of ugly, when they tell you that you're lovable instead of unlovable, when they tell you that you are worthy and they remind you of the truth, then you start doing the same for others. And our world needs us to start doing that for others. And I don't know if your heart sounds like this, but I think some of us, we have habits that we've been struggling with for such a long time. And it's not like just once in a while when it snows out, we are like that car just turning the corner and spinning and almost hurting people. It's like every other day we've been struggling with a certain sin, sometimes with impurity, sometimes with, I can't stop looking at the internet. I can't put my phone down. Sometimes it's, it's a lie that I always need to be doing something. Sometimes it's with alcohol. I just can't put the bottle down. When I'm with my friends, I have to become a different person. And I, listen, and I just worry about what other people think more than what God thinks. And what does God think about you? When you look at Isaiah, he says, when you go through the fires, I will be with you. When you go through the floods, I will be with you because I love you and you are precious in my eyes. You are beautiful. And when you and I live in the dark and we isolate ourselves, we tell ourselves that we're unworthy. We tell ourselves that we're ugly. And we tell ourselves that nobody else wants us around. And we just try to grip that steering wheel tighter and tighter and tighter. And very clearly is, is an invitation to let go and let God. And, and it, it's just, it's clear to me that God's way is better just by the statistics proving that right now the generation, Gen Z, is the most depressed and anxious to ever exist. And I think the Lord wants you to fight with your brothers and sisters and stop, and stop fighting alone. So what I want to do is just to um, play a song for you. We play, we're, we're going to sing Jesus, I Love You in a little bit. That's one of my friend's songs. His name is Joe. His last name is Ambone, and he's, he just helped me through his music literally be healed. Because I'm not, I'm not perfect. A lot of you know that. But, like, a lot of my confidence comes from, like, music. I used to be a DJ, and music speaks to the soul in different ways. And I just want to play a song for you. Um, called, called Jesus, I Love You. We'll sing that one. This one's called um, Take Me to a New Place. I think there's an invitation for a lot of us to go to where the Lord wants to renew you and refresh you and bring you brothers and sisters who can journey with you, who you can be real with about your struggles and not be judged, and then bring others into the fold so we can admit that we need community. Last thing before I play a song, I'm not a priest because I'm strong. I'm a priest because I'm weak. The thousands of people that enter and pray and enter into the life of a seminarian before he becomes a priest, again, I said thousands, right? If I needed thousands of people to do what I do, and I, even like at the Newman Center, I need community, I need accountability to pray. And it helps having the focused missionaries and having Sarah there and having you all there. It works. That's why teams work. And if you and I start working together, you will see those numbers of anxiety and depression lower. And in life, 
you and I are either part of the problem or part of the solution. In life, you and I are either part of the problem or part of the solution. You are not a problem, but there is a solution. Just sometimes by the craziness that's going on in our hearts. So I want to invite you just to, to slow down for a moment and just open your heart. I want you just to listen to, to my friend Joe sing. And then we're going to distribute ashes as a reminder that I need community. I don't have it all figured out. I need to outwardly show that I'm pretty screwed up without Jesus. And we're called to repent and believe in the good news. Repenting means a complete transformation of mind and heart. And if you give God permission to do that, I guarantee you your life will be better. And you will see friends pour into you and surround you and love you. And we all just need to know that basic truth that we are loved. But if we don't slow down, your anxiety, your depression, is just going to go higher and higher. So as we enter this time of prayer, I just wanted you just to just pause the world for a little bit. Just slow your car down and not spin your tires. And give the steering wheel to the Lord for just a little while and let him love you and speak to you. Amen. Give up.